Hey everybody, welcome back to Texas Real Talk. Jason Franklin here with James Toller. James, how you doing, sir? Feeling good. That's good. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, you know, been another busy week. I mean, we're sitting here waiting for James to get off the phone, saving deals. I uh, actually went out this morning uh, here in the office with Jack, Justin, and Efren and uh, closed out another great deal. Uh, we picked it up at 65000 uh, James lended on it, uh, held it for two days, and sold it for $85,000. The only effort we put in was putting a lockbox on the front door. Mm. So uh, those those are the, I'll take I'll take ten more of those, please. Oh man! <laughs> that's what a hotel. That's a hotel. And yeah. Did you list it or did you get a buyer before? No, we listed it. Yeah, I mean we bought it on the MLS, mm -hmm. turned around, what? List, listed it on the you MLS. Bought it on the MLS. Bought it on the MLS. Did you negotiate hard. We did well. No, actually, so it was listed for seventy, and we made an honest offer at eighty-five based on the renovation costs. Sixty-five. No, no, no. We offered eighty-five. Oh, above. It was listed oh, for seventy. Okay. And we offered eighty-five, and then went to see it, and oh. it had multiple offers, and got there, and the back half of the house is falling off. And, and it, they had, and how were the photos of that? None. None. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, went back, and uh, to Justin's credit on that one, I uh, went back, and I was like, bro, I was like, you know, the money's still here. We can still do it. We can do a mid-level remodel. You know, the ARV was like one sixty. I was like, but we can't pay eighty-five. You know, and it wasn't a disingenuous offer. If the house had been in the condition that we thought it was in, the 85 was a good offer. And so I was like, go hit them at six. Uh, go hit them back at 70 and just tell them, hey, listen, you know, we're not messing with you. This is just, it, the house wasn't in the condition we thought it was. And Justin's like, nah, I'm going to hit them at 65. I was like, bro, I think you're going to, you're, I think you're messing up. And he's like, I'm going to hit them at 65. I was like, cool. He calls me back 10 minutes later. He goes, we got it. And I was like, okay, I'll shut up. Never mind. So we got it at 65. And then uh, Jack threw it on Zillow. Thursday, we closed Wednesday. Jack threw it on Zillow Thursday. Efren threw it on the MLS Friday, and on Sunday had an eighty-five thousand cash seller, a buyer pays title. No closing, nothing. All ten-day close. I mean, it was great. Did they make an offer before? Were they one of the offers? We had some people that had seen it before, wow. and they came and they're like, "Yeah, we missed it in multiple offers, so we'll give you sixty-three. And I was like, "What did you offer the first time?" God, did they see? <laughs> Well, so on MLS, they would have had your purchase price. Yes. Did anybody give you any no. flack for that? Okay. Mm -mm. No. I had that happen before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's there's a way to go in, and uh, you can't really change on the MLS, but there's a way to negate that stuff from on public records. And I've had a lot of investors that are like, I don't want this. Or they'll, they would have, they wanted me to list it, and then before it closed, terminate it and close it off market. Because they didn't want it to show what they had paid. I have a story with that. I think it's just worth thinking about. Mm -hmm. I had bought a house flooded during Harvey. And um, they were asking 100, it's in Friendswood, mm -hmm. asking 180000 They had an offer for 180000 I came in and offered one hundred forty. Cash. Okay. Cash. Sure. Close in three days, no inspection, no blah, blah, blah. This other offer was a, as a teacher who had a 30-day close and sure. inspection and option and all that stuff. So they were done. Yeah, they're they like, were, I don't care. Yeah, I they just were, want out. They were done. They took, so cash, and, I, and uh, they took my offer. So, you know, entrepreneur like we are, I reached Would you out. mind giving me the number of the other people? <laughs> I don't mind waiting. Sure. I don't mind waiting, so I called him. I'll wait 30 days for 40 grand. Right? Do nothing. So I called her. So she says, uh, she says, well, I see what you just paid for that. Mm-hmm. 
and she says, you've just made my day. You're trying to make $40,000 off my client. Mm-hmm. She said, you just made my day. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. I was like, well, man. It was worth 180 days, last week. Two days, no, like two days ago, you gave him a 180 offer. Yeah. So I said, what is what I have to pay for it have anything to do with what your client wants? <laughs> and she was just like, oh, you just, oh, you made my day. And I just thought, remember thinking, you know, a realtor does not understand mm -hmm. a whole lot, you know, and, and especially from an entrepreneur standpoint, right? If, if somebody's, it makes no sense logically at all. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's people getting butthurt about the hypothetical, you know, I mean, it was worth that. Okay. The other guy was going to make 140 on you. Right. I mean, I'm only making 40, you know, I mean, come on. There's something to be said about just in the investment game, people worrying about what you're making. Oh, absolutely. You know? And that, that's a thing. That's a big well, thing. Well, you know, what's that old thing about uh, nobody ever hates on you that's doing more than you. Yes. Right. The only people that are going to hate on you are people who are doing less than you. Yeah. You know, and that I don't. That's not from an ego standpoint, but it's really from a perspective standpoint. You know, the people, the people that are disliking what you're doing are probably ninety percent of the time coming from a position of fear, intimidation, uh, jealousy. And again, that's not. It's not that my shit doesn't stink or yours or whatever else. You know, because you got to stay grounded. But at the same time, you also. You have to be open to criticism. I had a client call me yesterday, super rare, mad. I mean, I have a 100% satisfaction ratio. All my reviews are five star, everything. And he called me, he's like, Jason, I'm XYZ. And I sold my house last year and some things happened with the house that were out of my control, you know, but I get it. I mean, there's drug problems in the area and crime. And, you know, he, he had some genuine, like, I really, I wish you hadn't sold me this house. And so I told him, Did I was like, you know about any of it or just, well, no, I mean, the thing was he gave me a very, very specific set of standards of what he wanted, where he wanted to be, what his price point was. And, yeah. and he would said, you know, I wish you would have told me that if I had spent 300 instead of 250, that I could have gone here. And I was like, well, and I get that. And they, they he needed to be heard, yeah. you know? And so I told him, I was like, listen, one, I'm extremely upset that you're upset, right? Because that, that doesn't sit well with me, but I'm always open to criticism, you know, because I have to be. You know, if, I, if I'm not going to listen to the people that are telling me that I need to do better, then I'm not going to do better. But I'm also very pragmatic with who I listen to. You know, I mean, because there's a lot of people from previous brokerages or friends or people that are performing at a lower level that are going to have a lot of... How many people give you advice on a weekly basis or come up to you at your meetings and you're the highest producing individual in there and you've got some, you know, FNG new guy that's going to tell you, well, you know, uh, you should uh, you should be doing this. And it's just like, okay, cool. I appreciate that. And then you're going to go about your business in an extremely successful fashion. You know, but all of this I wanted to bring back around to us, you know, at the end of the year. Uh, and I think that all of us, anybody that's in real estate that has not had a killer year this year should be reimagining what they're going to do. Because if you're not killing real estate this year, you're probably in the wrong business. I mean, and that's not to be tacky. And yeah. you got some, you got some new people that are just getting started. And that's all fine. But if you've been in the business for a while, you should be doing really good this year. So that being said, I wanted to have a little bit of a talk about kind of the, you know, and then not to sound cliche, but it's the time of year, you know, attitude of gratitude. And I mean, you and I are both extremely blessed. Uh, you know, wife, healthy kids, nice house. 
uh, middle-aged white guys in America. You know, I mean, the what do we have to complain about, right? How do you, on the day-to-day, because it doesn't matter how busy you are. You know, go look at um, anybody. Uh, look at one of your mentors. Look at these. Uh, you know, Tom Ferry, look at all these guys that are producing at super high levels, but you know that when they walk in the door, their wife's like, why didn't you vacuum the damn house? Right? Yeah. I mean, everybody is, you know, because, you know, what is that old, uh, no no prophet is revered in his hometown kind of thing. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their own bag of crap. So when you're dealing with the day-to-day, like you were taking a stressful phone call right before we got on the podcast today. Not stressful for you but stressful because you don't want to see something bad happen to someone that you're doing business with. And they kind of got in a weird situation, you know? So how do you stay in that position of gratitude on a daily, hourly, minute by minute basis when you're down in the muck and the mire of business? Well, I I think reading plays a big role in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I'm going from appointment to appointment or I'm usually listening to a book, of some kind, you know. So I'm taking my mind off the stress. Sure. I'm taking my mind and putting it in a place of of relevance, of gratitude, of learning, you know, of, of mm-hmm. a higher, uh, you know, a higher place. I think a lot of what a lot of that place, you, your mind stays in places it shouldn't be too long. Sure. You know, and I think that's that's a big part in all of it. I just kind of let it go, and and I focus on the things that matter the most and I focus on trying to get better every day a little bit. I think there's a lot of joy and sure and, and gratitude of you know who you were, who you're slowly becoming. You see that difference. Sure. I made a post the other day about ten years. There was ten years difference. I saw that. And I was just thinking, man, that's ten, ten years ago. That was that's, yeah. a, that's a long time ago in terms of it's not that long ago. But yeah, oh, it was, feels was, like dude, ten years ago I was in my late thirties. Come on now, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I was twenty four. So I mean, I was. I just met Maggie. Just, I mean, I was. You know, yeah. I was. I was a mess then too. You know? Oh sure. It was. It was. Uh, but I've always been a reflector and looking back on experience and trying to make improvements and you know over. Well, over there's a period. reason there's a rearview mirror in a car, right? I mean, you got to be able to look back to know where you're going forward, you know. And if if you're just constantly looking forward and not reflecting on where you've been, you're going to end up somewhere you don't want to be, in my opinion. Oh yeah, you know, easy. Be- Especially it's a little bits of change too, good or bad. It's a conversation. It's a friendship. It's it's a lot of little minor things. My brother-in-law came in town last night, and you talk about those minor changes. And uh, we were sitting down talking last night, and. Uh, he, he made a point of reference that I thought was really, really strong. And so my, my previous father-in-law, they're divorced now, but uh, was a contractor. And uh, anyways, he at the time, my brother-in-law was, I don't know, probably 18, 19 years old. And he was out working on this project. And he said, hey, pop me a chalk line on that wall. He's like, all right, cool. So for those of you who don't know what that is, I mean, you take the old school chalk line. It's got the blue chalk and stretch it out and pop a line and gives you your, your, your center, your you know, your level. And he looks at me and goes, make sure it's straight. He's like, yeah, duh, okay, whatever. You know, so he puts the screw on the one side of the wall, ties the chalk line to it, goes across the room, kind of eye levels it and pops a line. And so uh, his stepdad comes over and looks at it. He's like, that's not level. 
And so he goes over, does the measurements, puts the line on both on the dots on each end, pops a new line, and this line was off by like two and a half feet. You know, now on the one end, it's perfect. But by the time you get to the other end of this 40-foot wall, because of that millimeter of difference at the beginning of that chalk line, it's off by two and a half feet. You know, and I think that it's in in gratitude, in your daily effort, in the the steps that you take minute by minute throughout the day, and then those days compound to weeks, compound to months and years, it's very easy to end up so far away from where you wanted to be by not taking the time, you know, and in the and to use this reference, by not measuring yourself. You know, so he only did the measurement on one side mm. and then didn't measure himself to where he was wanted to go and ended up way off course. And I just when he said that, it just it immediately struck me as something that that I wanted to ponder on, you know, because we all nobody ever really I won't say ever, but rarely do you end up where you thought you were going to go. You know, it's a variation thereof, you know, and hopefully it's a good variation, you know, but if you had told me. 15 years ago when I was teaching black belt classes that I was going to be in real estate, I didn't, you know, I might've believed it, but if you had told me I'd have a big team and be doing, you know, tens of millions of dollars and everything else, I, I probably wouldn't have pictured that, you know, because I wasn't measuring myself on that. I was measuring myself on the day to day of how to survive running this business, you know, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that, you know, so gratitude, you know, so keeping yourself, in a positive mindset, and I know you're a reader, I know you're really big on podcasts. Um, is gratitude infectious? Absolutely. I think people too sense it. There's something innate in you, and you, all mm -hmm. of us, that when you get around somebody, it's like sensing that someone's genuine. Mm -hmm. Something like your soul, something deeper in you. Well, it's that. I don't know that guy, but I like him. Or I don't know that guy, but I don't like him. It's something, right? <laughs> what is that? Is that your soul? Is that your subconscious? I it's your know, pheromones. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's something in them. I think there's a lot of qualities that are under the radar. Sure. And gratitude's one of them. You say yeah. something about him. Maybe there's a light shining from him or her. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but it, I just I like it. And I think gratitude is one of those things. Well, and when you meet those people, I think you're, if you're in a mindset to to receive it, I think that you want more of it, which yeah. is what it becomes a because magnet. Because it's rare. Why it, do you well, want? Yeah, it is today. I think someone that's always adding value, someone that's always like when you were talking about your and your client that you you were taking seriously what they said. Well, sure. you were listening. Absolutely, I mean, you really cared genuinely. Absolutely. About and you know whether you agreed with it or not, you cared. And you know what? Some things you can control, some things you can't. But I think that in itself says a lot about you, mm -hmm. uh, about you know your reputation. And so I think gratitude is one of those things that gets sensed without recognizing it. Yeah, no, Did I can't. I mean, well, yeah, because I think in order to be grateful, you have to appreciate things outside yourself. You know, nobody looks in the mirror and goes, "Thanks, guy." You know, right? I mean, you know, gratitude you is can't, a... You can't give yourself a, a high five. Right? High five you to gotta, me. You gotta, someone yeah. else has to give you that I high mean, five. gratitude is appreciating your partner, you know, wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend. It's appreciating your children. Uh, you know, uh, I made a post this week that was very poignant for me. My daughter graduated from nursing school. 
uh, so she had her penning ceremony. You want to talk about a weird thing. They gave them their ceremonial penning of graduating RN school the day before their final. I mean, you want to talk about pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you went to this big ceremony, your whole family's there, and you have to come back the next day and go, sorry, guys, try it again next year. You know, but uh, anyways, and I put this post up of her, you know, getting her thing, and she's been saying she wanted to be a nurse since she was 14, 15. And, you know, went through high school, went through college, you know, finished her RN, got her, her very first interview, exactly what she wanted to do. She's going to be working in the oncology department. She wanted to do cancer, which to me is, is, I don't understand that. I mean, I understand her position on it, but that's to surround yourself. But anyways, and on this post I just put down there, I said, you know, I'm very fortunate to admire my daughter. Hmm. You know, because you, you spend all these years raising children but to to raise a child that you you can honestly say that you admire i think is huge and the reason i wanted to circle around to this i think that gratitude is is extraneous it's outside of you it's appreciating what is outside of you right so you can't be grateful for yourself it's i'm grateful for my wife i'm grateful for having you to do this podcast with i'm grateful for jack learning all this podcast stuff so i don't have to do it you know, um, I'm grateful for my team. I'm grateful for my God. I'm grateful for, you know, so many things. But I think the whole point of gratitude is appreciating what you didn't do for you, what others did for you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because in this business, in any business, it can be very cutthroat. It can be, I want mine, you know, or, you know, getting over on people and that kind of thing. But I think gratitude and the reason why I think it's so outward and the reason why we value that in people so much is because you can't hide it because it's it's not in you. It's outside of you. Gratitude is, in my opinion. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, that's pretty deep. <laughs> but I, it's, I'm with you on that. It's, it's, uh, how do you, I mean, you, sent, you probably meet people all the time, I'm sure you do, who don't have a sense of gratitude. Maybe that's a selfish person you know, you know it's focus inwardly versus outwardly. You know, I think what I run into the most is or the one that I'm the most cognitive of when I see it. It's not necessarily the absence of gratitude as much as it is the presence of negativity. They can't see the gratitude because they've got blinders on. You know, I didn't get this or they didn't give me that or, you know, and it's and it, guess what? That's outside of you as well. Mm. Right, because it's you did this to me, or you didn't do this for me, and it's still it's it's outside, you know that negativity. I mean, and that's call it an aura, call it an energy, call it being a prick, call it whatever you want, you know. But I mean, I think that you're right. You can walk into a room and line ten people up against a wall, and from the way they stand and the look in their eyes, you can pick them out to a one. My daughter brought this boy home uh, when she was a sophomore. Kid walked in the door. I turned around and looked at my wife. It's like, that guy's a dick. <laughs> and sorry, I'm not supposed to be cussing. Merry Christmas. Um, and and he was. and But a, to a one. I mean. So what is that? It was in the his eyes. Dressed, it was It was in his eyes. It was the way that he energies. was dismissive in his attitude. You know, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, bro, you're like 15 and just walked in my house. I'm 45 years old. I better get more of a good afternoon, Mr. Yes. Franklin, not a yeah. hey, bro. You can GTFO like now, you know, I mean, so, but again, but you can, it's, it's in body language. It's in dress. Did, it's, your, did your daughter accept that? 
when you told no, her? No, but two months later when they broke up, I reminded her that I was right. <laughs> I have no problem doing that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your turn's coming. You yeah, laugh that's now. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm... He's like, no, I'm making notes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was thinking that. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, it's just all of that is outside of you. You know, I think that's that's what attracts people. You know, I've, I've said this multiple times on here, but our office is 100% organic growth. You know, so we started here 18 months ago with myself and three agents. Uh, right now we have 14, and uh, we just hired a new agent this week, and it was Justin Travis coming to me and going, hey, I know a guy. Let's go have lunch. And we went and had lunch, and he started the next day. You know, and but that's... It's an energy within the office. It's something that I try to exude in the office. It's something that I try to get other people to exude in the office. That's why we do our training Monday through Thursday from 10 to 1030. It's because, you know, you've got a bag of crap. Everybody's got a bag of crap. They've all got stuff they got to deal with. Leave it at the door. I promise you, no one's going to take it. It'll be there when you leave. You can pick it up and take it home with you if you choose to, you know, or guess what? You can throw it away. You know, you can get rid of it on the way out the door, you know, but just don't bring it in here. And, you know, I think that that is... I think it is infectious, you know, because you're not going to stand around in a room of highly motivated, happy people and not be that way. And if you are, you're going to leave because it's going to be really uncomfortable. I've had people join my, my meetings on Monday mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, they come one or twice and then... This is that guy you're like, I wasn't ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I remember something. He said, it was an older man. So I was like, <laughs> the energy of this room, you got to think there's... 50, 60 flips going on mm -hmm. in this little small room. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So everybody's extremely motivated and, and ambitious. And this guy was just like, there's too much energy in this room. I can't. I'd like it. the moderately motivated Investors Buyers Club, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I start with phase one? This yeah. is like phase 10. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you think, will that guy become successful? And do you want him? Someone with that attitude to join and stay around. Sure. You really don't. No, you can't, you can't because, you know, it's step up or step out is really what it is. Because the thing is, is that positive, you know, positive creates positive, negative creates negative. You know, a positive times a positive is a positive. A positive times a negative is a negative, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to lose when you create, when you, when you try to multiply with negativity. You should write that down. <laughs> Say that one more time. You're going to, you're going to lose when you try to multiply against negativity, right? You can't, you know, and we talk about the rising tide lifts all boats and all of those different things. But the reality is, is that there was one savior in the history of the world, right? And it's not me. You know, I'm not here to save people. I'm here to coach people that want to be coached. I'm here to help people that want to be helped. I'm here to, I'm here to be the positive times they're positive. That makes sense. Yes, perfect. Sense. You know, yeah. I just yeah. yeah, the negativity. I'm like, go figure that out, and then come back and see me. I'll give you the name of a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote down a quote that I heard early this week, and I used this in one of our meetings. And I, it really, there's not a, very often that I read something that I'm not like you. I mean, I don't ponder as much as you do. I'll run into a curve in my car or something. Um, oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> says, um, what do you think about this statement? My personality changes as my intentions change. So what they were discussing was 
are you the same person at dinner with your wife as you are when you're speaking on a stage, as you are when you're talking to a home seller, as you are when you're trying to explain math to your daughter? You know, so it, it wasn't, the statement wasn't, I don't think really about deception as much as it is in hopefully not a chameleon aspect, but does your personality change as your intentions change as what you're trying to convey? You know, I've had people, it's kind of interesting thought, in a in a group setting, I'm pretty quiet typically. Now you're watching. Yeah, I'm watching. You know, but on one on one, or maybe a little small group, I'm completely different. Sure. And and I think it's my it's, wife calls it work, Jason. Is that what it is? Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean, I am, I am the picture of introvert. Like when I get done working, I go home, shut the blinds, you know whatever i'm not a go out and hang out dinner and do that whole thing right mm -hmm. you know but anyways carry on so why well, and i people have called me out on it <laughs> yeah just like your wife did that and that's a that's a you know something she spotted but well the thing yeah. is it's not an act no, because no. The, the people that know us really well they go oh, okay that's that's just you over there that's still me yes. right it's I, just i think it has to do with business you're a businessman so when you're adding in sure. elements of business versus if you're at home, there's no business going on. Nobody ever heard of a, a meek warrior, right? You can't be meek in business. You can't be no. the wallflower. No. I mean, you can, exactly. but you're going to work for me. I'm not going to work for you. Yes. You know, I mean, so it doesn't matter if I'm shy. I don't get to be shy at work. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, or attention, you know, I, I'm the type that likes to give attention. I usually don't. Oh yeah, if getting you know, it—it's embarrassing. If you're in a, if you're around a lot of people like Cole or someone like that, draws attention to him. Sure. You know his, and that's just his nature. Like if I'm at a restaurant and you tell somebody it's my birthday, we're gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like attention. <laughs> but in business, you have to get it. You so do. There's a weird dynamic. I think, and you're probably the same way. My personality doesn't want it, mm -hmm. but in business, you have to have it. So there's a there's this. Probably like a Grant Cardone, would you say his nature is? Oh, yeah, I think he's probably on 24-7. Always. But the thing is, the reason I can separate the two is that I can be on in business because it's business, right? It's not me. Now, my business is me and I am my business, but I'm not, I'm not pushing me. I'm pushing the Franklin Realty Group. Right, so I'm pushing an entity. I'm pushing an idea. I'm pushing a philosophy. I'm not saying, you know, look at Jason. Right, I mean that I can't do. That I'm not into. You know, I can I can sell a widget, I can sell a business, I can sell ideas. I'm not going to sell me. I'm just part of the package. If anybody wants it, <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's it's a good thought though. It's it's you know, you'd say then can your can you work on your personality in those specific areas with intention, right? I mean, sure. Can you be more add more humor? Can you add more depth? Can Absolutely. You add, you know? Well, and people know when you're fake. You know, I mean, they know. I mean, the same way we talked about gratitude and negativity. When somebody walks in and they're just giving you a full shtick, you know, mm -hmm. right? You know, I mean, so you have to be genuine in what you're doing. And, you know, that's why, you know, we're working on cold calls, you know, here at the office with new agents. You know, they're like, Hey Jason, uh, I want to I want to practice cold calls with you. I mean, Jack gets on to me this all the time. Matter of fact, the agents now when they come in, they need wording and stuff. They just bring in their phone and they hit the record button. They're like, "How do I do this?" Because I can say it, I can't say it twice. Because it's it's so from the cuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just happens. 
you know, and Shelly, I had that with yesterday, yesterday with Shelly about uh, an internal policy that I wanted her to write. And she's like, damn it, Jason, slow down. I can't do that. And I was like, I can't say it again. <laughs> I can't say it twice. So here's another thought that I brought up uh, earlier this week with my team that I really liked. It, I, how much time we got left, Jack? Oh, we got, oh sweet, we're good. Um, one, success never comes from chaos or confusion. You know, one of the things that, we, you know, the whole underlying today I wanted to talk about was gratitude, you know, and gratitude goes so deep into the business as far as what you're thankful for and everything else. And I love the fact and am grateful for the fact that we've got all these students within our office, right? And you've got students that you work with, you know, they're not pupils, they're my peers and I, and I, and I love working with them, but at the same time, the best way to learn something is to teach something, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're better at your business than you were three years ago because you started your meetings. Sure. You know, I mean, because every time you say it to someone else, you're reinvigorating, you're reinforcing, you're reconstituting that thought within yourself. What do they say? Learn it, do it, teach it? Mm-hmm. That process. Absolutely. Right Lather, rinse, repeat, right? So, but one of the things that we really, really teach here in our office is uh, procedures, right? Practices. You know, for, you know, when somebody walks in an open house, the entire office knows. What's the first thing you say to somebody when they come in an open house, Jack? Come on. Uh, is this a drive-by or a destination? Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for coming in. Were you guys just driving by or is this a destination stop? That's a specific question that gets you a specific answer. I like that. It's not, how you doing today? Here's a flyer. Because they're going to say, no, we're just in the area. That immediately tells you their level of intention on this home. No, we saw it online. We wanted to come over. It immediately tells you their intention on this home. Second question we always ask is, are you upsizing, downsizing, or just uh, or what or new to the area? Right? These are questions that people are going to answer because they feel rude if they don't. And now in that 30 seconds, what have I gotten from them? They're here on purpose and they're new to the area. Right. So now I know what to talk to them about. I know what to, to share, what to yeah. say, you know, and so and everything we do is procedures. And so it's, you know, success never comes from confusion and chaos. You know, confusion and chaos is showing up five minutes before an open house, throwing a sign in the yard, you forgot your flyers, opening up the door while somebody's standing behind you. And it's not your listing. So you're new to the house. You're trying to turn on the lights. You know, how many leads are you going to get? <laughs> you know, and I have agents in my mind when I'm saying this, you know, none of my team. Um, you know, but people that I've experienced, you know, they get there at the last minute. I walked into an open house one day and there was a dude, this is in the league city. The, the agent is sitting on the couch in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt with both arms up on the back of the couch. And I walk in, he's like, Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's how this is going to go. But what do you do in, I know that you have, you have kind of a morning ritual, right? For the most part, right? What do you do? that is that maintains organization because i mean your schedule jumps like mine does you know there's what you're gonna do today and then there's what actually happens sure, sure. because yeah. of the phone call or the deal or the listing and and everything in our business is right now so what do you do to maintain the organization and the I, peaceful I nature? struggle with that i mean i'm on my phone most of the day so sure. it's and it's not a lot of times like coming in here. I mean, I, I, that's something you had to 
work through. Sure, of course. You're giving advice to really a student mm-hmm. or a borrower in that regard and somebody who looked, looks up to you. So you need to give really good advice. And well, every time they need help, there's $200,000 on the line. They were at closing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. They were sitting in closing. They were sitting at the table with the wholesaler, with the <clears throat> realtor who brought it to them. And he's like, he's like, they're looking at me through the window. <laughs> like giving me an evil eye. Like, like what, what come I, give me my money. Yeah, give me my money. And I said, I don't think you should. I, I said, uh, you know, what? I, my advice would be, you know, figure out what's going on really behind the scenes. I said, but, you know, you need to wait a little bit. This is yeah. not something you rush. You, no. You wait. You know, so I was just trying to give them good advice. Sure. Some of those, but I get those all day long. I have, you know, sure. so you're, man, that's tough to, to, uh, so is it is it at least having some type of skeletal structure so it doesn't just go completely off the rails though right i mean like you know you got to get up in the morning and do your reading or you know spend your time with god or you know i know that i'm going to be home by this time and we're going to go to dinner or you know i'm going to make sure that i always have at least an hour a night with the kids or you know or whatever it is and and it's something i've been thinking about you know we've got seo campaigns going on right now we have we've been doing tons of videos and everything and things are just I have, these last two weeks have been the busiest of my whole career. I feel that because we've got three websites being built. We're in the middle of doing SEO for a Franklin Realty Group. We've got, I mean, yeah, trust me, 30, 34 properties in escrow at our office right now. I mean, yeah, Shelly's, I go home at six and she's like, yeah, I'll see you in three hours. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's. How to fit it all in? How to organize it? It's, it's. I have a skeleton of what the day looks like, but it never looks like that. It, it goes a number of directions. Um, I've tried to get better at making the conversation shorter. Yeah. You, you know, it's. I'm sorry, you have 30 seconds. Yeah, left. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yesterday, I was talking. I was with a buddy of mine, and we we're talking about a deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, he started laughing because I kind of, when we were done, I was like, okay, bye. You know, and he's like, you had this deep conversation. You're in the middle of talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like banging out. Oh, sure. This is like. Next. Yeah. And then it was just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we're done. Okay, bye. And he just started laughing. <laughs> you know, it's lie. funny. People are really, they're, they're really set off or pushed back or mildly offended or I don't know what the word is. But uh, when they listen to me and my wife on the phone at work, I mean, it's probably rare. I'm told that it's rare. I talk to my wife. 10 times a day. I mean, and that's if we're not doing business, you know, cause I'll call her every few hours, check on her. How's your day going? Whatever. If I'm on vacation or I'm out of town or whatever, we talk a lot. It's not like a good morning and a good night thing. But if I'm at the office and she calls me and she's like, Hey, how's your day going? It's, Hey, I'm really good. I'm busy. I'll call you later. Bye. And I hang up, you know, and that's what it is. Or she's talking to me and Hey, the kids have a play tonight and this is going on. That's going on. All right, cool. Send me an email. You know, I just, because when I'm at work, I'm at work, right? You know, yeah. when I'm at home, I'm at home-ish. Because I still work when I'm at home, sure. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jack is telling me we got a couple minutes left here. I had one thing left, and this is going to kind of parlay into what I want to talk about next week, which will be our last episode of the year. Um, and that is, as we go into a new year, I was reading a, I think it was a book. No, I was having a conference call with a guy, and he said, Jason, he goes, it is easier to 10x your business than it is to 2x your business. 
And this isn't even a Cardone reference because I know he's the 10X king. Mm -hmm. And that really made me stop and think, you know, is, is huge growth easier than incremental growth? Because does one take more work than the other or is it a matter of the right kind of work? I mean, think about it. So if you did $5 million in production this year and you want to do $6 million next year, I bet you money you do four and a half. Because if you're trying to maintain where you were, yes. you won't keep it. Is it easier to go from five to eight than it is from five to six? You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I've thought a lot about this too. And I think getting the right people around mm -hmm. is what really takes you to another level. Absolutely. Because you, you literally can't do it. Yeah, you can't, you can't do to it To hit all. that mm -hmm. exponential growth, You if you can put the right people in the right place... I. I I read a quote the other day. It was like, you know, you can, by yourself, you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars, but if you want to make millions and millions of dollars, you have to have the right people. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something I really have been thinking a lot about. You know, it's having the right people, the group, it's like you're creating sure. the right mix Well, it's of tough because you got to let go of stuff. Well, exactly. That's, you know, that's <laughs> what, you know, I guess. Well, it's, a, I, it's a trust thing. It's, let's be honest, it's a control thing. Yes. You know, it's a faith thing. It's a money thing. You know, my, I, my thoughts on that is you find the right person. Mm -hmm. Integrity, hard worker. You sure. don't, you don't, you find the person first, then you train them. That's what I've done, right? Yeah. Because the person's very hard to find. You can find somebody that knows knowledgeable. But let me teach you the way I want it to be done. But let me find the very difficult and hard to find qualities. Sure. And I'll do the rest. That's what that's been my approach to a lot of this. Absolutely. Start them clean. And uh, but you know, I you know, I had I hired Brenda, I'm sure we mm -hmm. worked with her and she's been she went to Cancun for something a couple maybe a month ago or so and it was And you're like, What the hell? You're not allowed to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's when you know you've got somebody worth their salt. You don't is realize when, it. when they leave and you re don't realize they're gone, you know you're paying them more than you should. When they re when they leave and you're like what the hell, then you know that you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> that was a miserable week. <laughs> I just called actually, it. We, I just sent out a mass email to all your title companies. All closings have been pushed to next week. <laughs> <laughs> and, or, I, and I did. We, I bumped her up after that week. Good. I did. I got with her. We, uh, I gave her a raise and. Uh, Here's the raise. No more vacations. Yes. <laughs> it's that's. I think that's something to be. To hit another level, you gotta have that. No, you absolutely do. Well, it's infrastructure. Infrastructure. You know, I mean, the thing is, is, and we talked about this once before, but you know, to build a skyscraper, that is the width of a single office, is physically impossible. Right. So you have to build the foundation. You have to make it wider, and it has to be stronger, and it has to be bigger. Because when you when you go up, when you're building up, you know it. You've got to have that foundation. I mean, otherwise you're building a toothpick, you know, yes. and it, with a stiff wind, it's going to blow over. You know, you lose one piece, and it's all done. I've got an interview coming up for us in a couple of weeks, and I'll wrap this up. Uh, it's actually a guy I'm doing a deal with right now. I want to brag on my team for two seconds on the way out the door. So I took three days off last week. Actually, no, two, uh, two and a half. And we went over to Louisiana, just kind of hung out for a couple of days, me and my wife. And, of course, what always happens when you leave town, 
my client calls me Saturday morning is like, or Friday morning is like, hey, this beach house just went on the market and we wanna go see it today. And I'm like, uh, how about if we see it the first thing in the morning, you know, I'll be back, da da da. She's like, hey, no, it's okay. If you can't show it, well, we've already got an appointment set at four with a Redfin agent. I was like, yeah, no. So I called one of my agents on my team and, and he was gracious enough to go out there and help us out with it. Had 30 offers, 30 offers. Listed at seven hundred fifty thousand, we locked it down at eight hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars on a seven fifty listing, with a with an appraisal waiver. Oh, yeah, and it was on the water. First row, two thousand square feet for eight hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars, but it's cash flowing. It's cash flowing one hundred fifty thousand a year okay. in Airbnb. Okay, okay. I mean, so is this an investment for them? Oh yeah, okay. this is their second one that I've sold them, but you know. The whole thing there is without that structure, I would have lost that deal, right? And I mean, we, we can do the math on $878,000 closing. Yeah. That's not a small commission, mm -hmm. you know, but if I hadn't had people that I could call, I was out, you know? So, but I've, anyway, I've got a guy coming in that we're gonna do an interview with, um, his name's Alexander. And uh, he, year before last, on his own, as a broker of an office, but of his own production with no team, did 155 transactions in Houston. And uh, he's got a lot of really, really good things to share. And so I'm looking forward to having him on. And uh, other than that, uh, any parting words, anything, James, that you want to say before we go? I'd just say being gra grateful for all things at all times. That's, that's one of my affirmations I read every morning. Absolutely. I, I am grateful for all things at all times. And I think the more times you think about that thought, the more you see it. Kind of like a car. You know, you sure. get a car. I just bought a, a car. Now I'm seeing them everywhere. I've never seen them in my life. Bought a, <laughs> bought a AMG. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, nice. I've never, I've never seen them ever. Now they're, they're all over the place. But, you know, gratitude is a state of being. You know, it's, it's physical, it's tangible. And I think that's what I would I would part on is that it's it's a physical place that I stay in, you know, and I carry it with me as much as I can. Don't get me wrong, I have my moments where I'm a prick, but oh, you know, <laughs> by and large, I'm very grateful. All right, everybody, have a great week. Uh, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, share with uh, your family, friends, and complete and total strangers, and we'll see you again next week. Look forward to it.